<coughs> Testing, checking. Yes! Let's go! What's up, everybody? It's me, back again, Chef Josh, on the Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes. Yep, I'm the host. This is the Punk Chef Pairing Podcast. And uh, before I get into the conversation with Dylan, I had to pl- I'm had i going to play some music because the homies over at Growing Up Punk Podcast sent me this band, and they're like, this, has some, this, got, this band has some dogwood vibes, don't you think? So I had to check it out. It's called, oh, the band is called The Core, C-O-R-P-S, like Marine Corps. And uh, they're from Vancouver, so they're also from Canada, just like that podcast. But anyways, he sent it to me, and I heard it, and I was like, yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, So they got a new EP out now on Thousand Islands Records, which is a a Canadian record label, doing awesome punk stuff. So these guys are the core. They're from Vancouver. I'm going to play a song called Mockingbird, and their EP is out now on Thousand Islands Records. That's Thousand Islands with an S, by the way. Thousand Islands Records. Not to be confused with Thousand Islands Dressing. There's no S in that. Okay, so anyways, here's the song, and then we'll start the show. Silence the screams Do 
Nice. That was rad. Yeah, they, I mean, they kind of sound like dogwood a little bit, but we sound, <laughs> dogwood sounds like a lot of other stuff too. So I, I'm getting some serious notice for name vibes from this song. The, the whole EP is good. It, it does, it, it, you know, in the reference, it says for fans of Lagwagon, Propagandi, stuff like that. So I'm getting some serious fat records sounding vibes. Um, yeah, not to just, not to qualify the whole label as one sound, but they definitely had those rad octaves and the straightforward lyrics and sing, I mean, you know, you do it for learn for yourself anyways noise for name vibes sure dogwood vibes sure they sound great so props to you the core thank you growing up punk podcast dudes for sending showing me that thank you for to earshot media for sending it over and what you're hearing behind me talking right now is a little collab track i did a little bit ago with the homie john sontag who used to drum in fighting jacks and now he's doing his own solo music called low five high the song is condition critical and we, he put it out he released it a, a, like uh maybe a year ago or so i sing on a couple tracks with him maybe two or three tracks i don't remember now but yeah it's a fun little jam i thought it perfect for this episode and uh that was it was fun to do that so i love collabing on music so if you ever have any music you want me to sing on or help make sounds or whatever send it my way email famcastpod at gmail.com for that okay so today on today's episode of the family cast on the punk chef podcast i'm talking to a fellow punk cook who likes cooking he's not he's not quite in the chef world but he likes to cook so and he also cooks it up on the drums yeah that's not a joke he's actually a really really good drummer local boy dylan mcwade he goes by dylan mcawesome on instagram we'll, we'll talk about that and find out why in this episode of the family cast food and music is like this um yeah, so we just hung out and t- chatted for a bit. He is the drummer of a band called Urethane, um, with member- members of it's kind of an all-star cast from band members from other bands in San Diego, including pro skateboarder Steve Caballero, um, who happens to be in the band as a band member. He's not he doesn't skate in the band. He plays music in the band. <laughs> but if you've seen local punk rock shows if, with touring bands coming through San Diego, there's a chance that you've seen Steve come up on stage and play songs with them too. If you are a fan of the Bomb Pops, um, there's a chance that you might have seen Dylan playing drums in the Bomb Pops. He was a founding member of that band when they came out of Carlsbad High School and that area too. Um, He is not in the band anymore because he is drumming for Urethane. Um, Also, I wanted to say thanks again for listening. I hope you caught that last episode with Ryan Onan, super cool homie doing super cool things but yeah support ryan and and his television shows and his writings and everything like that his books but um today is all about dylan and our conversation on this episode so we're going to get into that and uh once again shop grumpychefshop.com for all your chef knife needs you can use code famcast at checkout for a 15 percent discount on all your purchases and of course, there's um, some other goodies I need to tell you about, but I'm going to put links in the show notes. I'm going to say subscribe, rate, and review. I'm going to say follow. I'm going to say it's available everywhere. So wherever you're listening, give us a shout out. Give us a give us a holler. Um, it's me. I say us, but it's me. <laughs> um, yeah, you can email the podcast. All the links will be in the show notes. If you want to, uh, if you want to just do a tip or support, Venmo me. Joshua CK, Joshua. Yeah, it's me, Josh. So anyways, I'm just going to get into this conversation with Dylan because I want you to hear it. Okay, no more of this talking for me. Let's dig in. Oh, you're recording. Oh, should we not? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can just kick it. (laughs) All good? Okay, I got the thumbs up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's official. I'm here with Dylan McAwesome. 
which is probably his given birth name. And he changed it to a, a regular name after that. Um, so exactly. you, came, you came from the McAwesome family. Yes, exactly. Okay, good. Um, long line the first, <laughs> a long line of McAwesome's. He's a drummer. He's a musician, a local, local guy. We'll get into the history of all that. Mm, are you in San Diego right now? You're in North County, right? Yeah, I'm yep. in North County, San Diego. The north of San Diego County. Good. And he drums currently in a band called Urethane um, with some buddies of mine. And um, oh, one guy who's not my buddy, but maybe soon. I don't know. <laughs> and <laughs> and he was in a couple other bands, too. So let's talk about all that. But first, Dylan. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the hi. family cast. Welcome to, welcome to the show. Thank you um, for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we've been, um, he's been, Dylan has been bringing me figs into my kitchen. <laughs> he it's grows a lot of, time. he, he <laughs> grows a lot of fruit. Yeah. To fill up again. <laughs> he's growing a lot of fruit at his house. Um, he's He brings it into Harvest Kitchen and we make stuff out of it. So I owe him some, some more fig salsa and other fig things. So, um, and, but when he's not growing figs and he's usually drumming and sometimes, you know, doing other things like being married and working and but you know it's a it's a it's an up and down valley valleys and lows and all that kind of stuff or um but why don't you tell me a little bit about maybe your your musical history is there any is there any music in your family like how did you how did you start drumming and all that kind of stuff um music's always been in the family my parents met in church my dad was doing sound and my mom was singing in the band so hello got him so boom, right there <laughs> They, they were always musicians. My dad She's like, was. you make me sound good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I already found something I like about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, he also played guitar and like 80s bands, stuff like that. Didn't do oh, a yeah? whole lot of stuff. Maybe Anyone sometimes. I would know? No one I would know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. Um, you know, really small regional stuff. And, you know, he lightly played here and there. And my mom mm -hmm. played guitar forever. And the whole family played string instruments and i was like i don't want to do that i want to play drums i want to do something different and yeah um we got i got a drum set for christmas when i was 10. Uh -huh. fifth grade and i you know i've been playing ever since it was it's been the only constant in my life that has been there the longest outside of my wife and oh, okay um, you know it's a it's something for me that I started playing and I started getting into it. And then I, I had a buddy who started playing guitar. And so we started jamming together and there you go. Um, you know, what, you what know, age was that? Uh, that was about sixth grade. So about the next year. So about 11 years old. We started oh my, okay. Playing music, cool. and, you know, just garage band stuff, just making right. Them. But still you're doing it we're doing it we had a we had another friend that we met that played bass a little bit you know maybe maybe another year later and we started playing as a band and mm -hmm. you know, our first shows were like playing for your parents and uh my dad nice you know, always been cool and had like pa speakers and all kinds of stuff like that so it's like 40th birthday my kids band's gonna play so he was <laughs> about that. What, what band was that um the, the official geek mafia <laughs> I love it. Can, yeah, Geek um, Mafia, new record, 2022. Exactly. Ripped off the name from um, Voodoo Glow Skulls album, the band Geek Mafia stuff. And yeah, yeah. So, um, so was it ska punk like that? No, I mean it was all. I've kind of been playing the same music ever since I was little. It was uh, a <laughs> really crappy pop punk, you know, three piece pop pop punk, and mm -hmm. 
we all really liked Blink-182 and Green Day and stuff like that. We were about mm-hmm. that age when, um, you know, Enema of the State was getting really big. And, yeah, yeah. You know, those albums like that. Mm-hmm. So that was mainly what we drew our influences from. But being young like that, too, we listened to a lot of what our parents listened to. So a lot of classic rock, um, ACDC and Led Zeppelin and Santana and stuff like that. So those are all great drummers. Yeah, exactly. And as we got older, we just kind of got jammier a little bit, kind of bring it back and forth. But I've always been been playing punk, man. <laughs> it's the most fun. Why punk? Are you are you do you have ADHD? Are you energetic? What's going on? Yeah, I'll check, check, check. Um, yes. Like... <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the family. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's one of those things like. My first drum teacher played in a punk band. And oh, okay. one, one of the albums he had given me that he played on had one of those really fast, like lag wagon, no effects, he kind of gallopy punk beats. And yeah. was, that hooked me really quick. Because yep. when I was young, listening to music was like, like I said, classic rock. You'd get like mm-hmm. a Metallica album, stuff like that. So there was stuff that was fast. There was elements of fast, but it was just so different to me to hear something of that caliber. And I had a, I had a friend that was a couple years older that lived down the street from me and he liked all that music so it was like Mm -hmm. between just like assimilation being around it all the time hearing it and and it just it kind of sparked something for me right away so i think the biggest deal was like just having it in my in my world in my realm all the time yeah listening to um a pennywise album and my drum teacher comes up and he goes oh do you want to learn how to play that i was like yeah, let's do this. So yes, like the whole time. Byron is a beast. Byron is a machine. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so Penny, Pennywise was your inspiration for getting you to where you are today, kind of. A, um, a little bit, yeah. yeah I mean, absolutely. at least as far as your first, like, your teacher telling you how to play like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you remember the song or the album? It was full circle. I can't remember the song. But, okay, a lot of um, lot of fast ones on there. <laughs> and and again, it was because the buddy down the street had lent me that album. And Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it yeah. was just here. Check this one out, and it was like, oh, cool. So I was just blasting it in my bedroom. And he's like, let's do this. You see, everybody sharing the music is the best way to get the word out there. Like actually, physically, sometimes handing somebody a copy of a music, whether you're making them a tape or a CD or a playlist or whatever, give that to somebody, and that's how. Uh, the love is spread right it's yeah. how you learn pennywise and it, what's crazy it's funny that your that album was called full circle because then i saw you play with pennywise just recently mm-hmm. at the soma party um yeah. thank you for that i mentioned that in a couple episodes but like that's really full circle so that's that's yeah. hilarious you should tell jim yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> and, and he sang on your record um that's so crazy who who was your drum teacher was it somebody in a band around here he was his first name was aaron but i can't remember his last name for the life of me um not yordy not yordy he you know it was funny i came across a flyer in like guitar center a handful of years ago and he was he's still at it still teaching but yeah i can't remember oh cool okay local guy and playing some local punk bands you know stuff that they know but again it escapes me this was this was 20 years ago (laughs) yeah 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 i always wonder about how how people get drum lessons like where do you do that is there a studio that's like a quiet Luckily, space or, you know, my, like I said, my parents were really understanding and they were really supportive of it. It was like something I finally cared about outside of sports. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they, we just did it at my house, you know, for the first, oh, okay. 
He's my drum teacher with like brain. It's like out. it's like when you throw a party, you have to like kind of flyer that tell the people, tell the neighbors, a, like a little bit. Hey, we're gonna have a party, so we just kind of did it, you know, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> the neighbors just kind of knew. And like one of the funny things is like later on what our neighbors were saying wasn't that they were pissed that we were making noise it was like wow they've gotten a lot better <laughs> you know what i mean like oh the whole the, band was like, well yeah like the bands and stuff oh, like okay. teenager like getting older and finally writing music that wasn't just noise yeah so hey hello hi buddy <laughs> so the neighbors are like oh cool they play santana and led zeppelin covers and they're like oh shit they're playing pennywise and strung out <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> exactly sorry i'm dog difficult that's all right we this do, this show gets a lot of animals on it that's okay lots of dogs we've had yeah. cats um so we, what uh, animals welcome animals yes. welcome on here yeah i have two dogs and they they um they love they being on zoom our security i guess <laughs> for, for tell nothing them tell them i'm a friend i'm okay um i'll make them i'll make them some treats or something um, perfect yeah so um, <laughs> my with drum lessons just at the house uh that that was that was what happened for the longest time and mm -hmm. then i had met and gotten other drum teachers that they would have it at their house you know you'd go over to their house and they'd have two drum sets set up and you'd just jam with them over there and you know i did that for uh the first probably five years of playing drums five six years of playing drums dang um okay. and you know like like i mentioned i played sports there was a baseball team I was on and I was going from like drum lessons to baseball and I I just was over it. I was like, mom, I'm, I'm done doing yeah. baseball. Like I'm done doing this thing. And yeah, she, again, she was really supportive and she was just like, okay, cool. And, you know, we just picked up more drum lessons and just, just did it more. And she's always been uh, very, very supportive of yeah, that's awesome. the goal of music, which is really cool. Uh, that, uh, you know, that part, that's good that stems from them both being kind of in the i don't know if it's industry or whatever but like they they knew that music is special yeah and music exactly. can make you special yep and you felt that that pull towards that towards their giftings really and then they saw that gift in you um that spark and that and the joy really so i mean not to be <laughs> this is all woo woo or whatever but it's like they, <laughs> no, they both you. no they both had it and they passed it down to you obviously and it just took something to open it up yeah and exactly. then whether that was Pennywise or them meeting that way or whatever, but um, that's cool. Now, now it's been like at least two decades that you've been doing that, right? Yeah, it's or uh, more. I don't know. On, Are you 50, 60? 24, 25 years. Almost. Yeah, that's like, that's crazy. That's that's really crazy. That's about the that's about the anniversary of some of my favorite records, you know? And that's what's coming up now is like I'm seeing all these things that like I would listen to that were really influential in my first years of getting into playing music and 25 years 20 years it's like that's crazy to me and that's how, really cool you, and you, i still listen to a lot of them <laughs> pretty i regular. know and those a lot of those bands are like either doing those shows of those anniversaries or getting back together to do that so like yeah. you're stoked because yeah, your 100%. band your band is urethane's been playing with a lot of those <laughs> it seems like <laughs> you've been playing with all those bands that you've kind of was 20 25 years ago there and you're there's urethane on the on the bill you know that's really cool are you were you also into skateboarding yeah, I, I skateboarding action sports. It was like skateboarding for a, a good long time of it, but I was never very good. I, I got hurt more than I did anything else. Oh, yeah. Oh, so same here. There's, yeah. There's always been this like, um, I was a terrible skateboarder. Terrible. Like, but I've always <laughs> had this mentality of like preservation because of drums. 
Yes. And yes. I was hurting my ankles and wrists all the time. And it would take me out for two, three weeks, six weeks, whatever it was. And I, at some point I stopped skating because I got, I was much better on a bike, still not very good at that, but much better on a bike. So I started riding BMX a lot more like trick style. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, <clears throat> you know, dirt jumps and riding street and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Oh yeah. So um, you're, you're a North County kid through and through. It's oh, like totally. Like, Are you born and raised in San Diego? Uh, no, I was born in Boulder, Colorado, and we moved out here when I was eight. Okay. So basically born and raised, but um, you know, I'm 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 fortunate to be from here. You know, be being we yeah. moved out here in '98 or '99, mm-hmm. and um, was right at that point when X Games was getting really big and action sports was getting into the your home a lot easier. Yeah. And so the neighborhood we moved into, uh, Tony Hawk lived up the street from us. So like we always had these things that were really close. Yeah. We action sports wise that kind yeah. of drove a lot of that lifestyle. You probably always saw like pro skaters driving by or skating by because <laughs> I'm going to Tony's house. Um. And, you know, we went to like Carlsbad High and stuff like that. You know, like the that was in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was a hidden level. Like, yeah. There's, there's like very famous spots all over North County that mm-hmm. that are part of the skateboarding BMX world. So that's that's always pretty cool. Definitely. Shout out to Carlsbad High. Um, lots of fun stuff went down there. Concerts. I played there a couple times. Um, <laughs> and then you started you started another band at, at, with high, the high school crew, right? And then for or how many bands have you actually been in besides Geek Squad or Geek? Uh, we did um, so. I have, I've been in a handful of bands. I played in a psychobilly band after that. Oh, okay. Um, that was in high school because the, the geek mafia thing was like a junior high thing. So that was in high school. Um, after that, I played, after that, I, I wasn't really in a band for a while, um, actually, because I joined up with some friends to play bass uh, on like the same friends from the first band that we played in. You were playing bass? Yeah, I was playing bass and again, okay. multi-talented, like, like some uh, Blink-182 Cheshire Dude Ranch kind of era, just real fast MXPX kind of punk, <laughs> yep. super appropriate, you know, like juvenile kind of, kind of in um, humor <laughs> style, with, but that was, yeah. that was, <laughs> so did that. And then I went to Musicians Institute around that time. And I was up there from 2005 to 2007. Mm, nice. Just, just kind of doing school, working really hard. Um, yeah. and I would come down on the weekends and hang out with my friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Just jam if we could. But basically, it was just in school for two years, just hammering. And then when I moved home, um, right around the time when I moved home, Jen from the Bomb Pops and I had been friends for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout high school and stuff like that and i had known like one of the things jen and i always bonded on was music you know all of our yeah. friends listen to the same music so we could there was all kinds of bands that she showed me that i got into and like what that's that was our relationship for the longest time is just being around music and you know being yeah. ego kids and being degenerates wherever we could so <laughs> um she she <laughs> and to the point of being degenerates I left school, high school, when I was 16. I took a proficiency exam and got out of high school and then moved to Hollywood to do MI when I was 17. So I was, I was oh, okay. 
Wow. I was up there around the time when my friends were like finishing high school. And so I, when I came back, I was still young. I was like 19 years old. So Jen was my beer hookup and we would, we would hang yeah. out and drink beer because she could buy me beer and I couldn't. So, um, we're hanging out one day and she goes, um, Polly and I are starting this band and, um, we need a bassist. Cause I had made, I had mentioned one of the last bands I played in, I was playing bass. And so we go over to, um, she asked me to jam with them. So we go over to the girl's house that had the drum set and we play and I pick up all the songs and everything's, everything's fine, but it's just kind of like, it feels high school bandy. And I was like, we were, we left the practice and I was like, Jen, I like, I just finished school for this. Why don't I play drums and we find a basis? I, I guarantee it'll go better. Yeah. And that, and it just rolled from there. I mean, we, we've been, the bomb pops played a ton. Our first show was at, um, Polly's high school battle of bands. And I think nice. We got nice. So we played a ton, a ton, a ton around San Diego. Uh, you know, we had and played with them a whole lot. I was with them. I want to say four years, four or five years right at the beginning. Um, okay. Yeah. Then they moved to LA and just kind of different seasons of life and just, just different times. We, we parted ways and that's when they got Josh who's in the band now. Yeah. And from there I've played in a handful more. I played with a band called, um, old news, which is a, a, a couple buddies of mine that have had, it's had a couple different iterations, just some shows here and there. And we just jam and mm-hmm. drink beer. And then I played in a band called surface report, okay. which were kind of, a <clears throat> kind of propaganda S style, you know, kind Love of more technical, um, mm-hmm. uh, punk rock stuff. And then I've played, I, I, you know, I filled in for bands here and there. I filled in for a band called sick waiting. I filled in for a band called Nothington. I filled in for, um, a band called the sparring. Um, you know, it's, there's, there's been, there's yeah, been yeah. work for, for a local gun for hire. <laughs> sort of, kind of, sort of, if I, if I could, anything I could do and do it. And then, um, urethane kind of fell into my lap, um, about a year and a half ago. So. Yeah, pretty new band overall. Yeah. Technic, te- uh, technically a new band, um, although everyone's been playing forever, just not together. <laughs> um, we're I at know. the point now where we're a year from finishing the album in the studio. Like at the end of this month, it'll be a year from when we finished recording it. So all, all of this. Let's throw a party. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Party show. <laughs> um, I know. I know. I know. Your thing's been like busy ever since the record even before the record came out i, I it was funny too because <clears throat> excuse me i was in a i was in a practice studio with chad and tim when they were doing war fever like i was singing some i was doing whatever having fun because they practiced right by my house and then like a week later they're like uh yeah you're a thing uh, you know like it just kind of came up your thing kind of came out of the blue for me and it might have been rumors might have been circling underground for a while i don't know but like i had heard about it just kind of out of the blue and i was like oh Wow, because it totally sounded. I had never heard Tim sing, because um, he was really quiet in War Fever. And then I knew Chad. I've known Chad for forever since like high school. And then Steve was what? He's not in the, his other band anymore, you know. Like, <laughs> and right, then who's yeah. this Dylan kid uh, coming in, <laughs> killing it on the drums? Um, okay, wow. I, I guess I know you from like all those other bands that you played in too, because I've seen all those bands play. You know, oh, six, nice. six, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all the, all, I mean at least all the San Diego bands I've seen them play locally and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you have a lot of strong ties to the local music scene and community. Definitely. Um, 
And and you're a fig grower, a, gr- a, fi- a grower of figs. So. Uh, 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 um, of many other things. I have an accoutrement of, of fruit in the backyard. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. A ton of fruit. That's that's what you get for uh, living in a, on acreage in in where are you Vista Carlsbad? Vista Carlsbad? No, we're in Oceanside. It's not, dude, it's like we've got the same size backyard as everybody in this in this neighborhood, like kind of track home kind of. It's just packed with fruit. Packed, dude. <laughs> packed. Like it's. We have lemons, limes, um, tangerines, navel oranges. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you can have your own farmers market in the driveway. Dude, seriously, and and it's 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 a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's make some stuff. Um, that's really cool. Um, so if with as far as your wife also musical, she's not. She's not. You know, it's um the she loves music but music not musically inclined yeah yeah well that's kind of good in some ways like so you, you guys don't get won't get jaded together on the on the music scene you'll you know she'll be jaded in her own way you'll be jaded in your own way um we've had this conversation recently where like i'll point out people oh that's this person we saw here that's this person mm-hmm. and and we we get the chance to you know talk and hang out and stuff like that and it's it, just not her world, you know, just not yeah. her thing. Like there's certain people where she'd freak out and it would be the coolest thing in the world. But most of the people that are cool in my, in my world, in our world, it's just like, okay, cool. Nice to meet you. you know, <laughs> it's, and it's just, again, not her world. <laughs> she's just not there. It's not with, she's not with it. <laughs> You're like, honey, that's the captain of the cruise ship. He's not in the, you know, or whatever. <laughs> it's like, Hey, there's this person. And, and she's, she's so cool. And so supportive. She's just like, it's like, I'm really excited for you. That's really cool. But like, cool. That's that guy from that band. That's yeah. <laughs> he doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you mean so much to me as <laughs> I mean, <laughs> No, that's good. As there's uh I know you guys just went on Bahamas. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, we we did the salty dog, the flogging Molly salty dog cruise. How was that? It was a lot of fun. It's weird good. playing on a boat with the boat like moving. That's what I was gonna say. I get pretty seasick myself, but um... I got I got pretty bad the first day, but I think that's because you know I uh I partook a little bit more before the boat left and then took Hello. this afternoon nap and woke up with the boat moving and you know oh, okay for the rest of that was pretty good but it was weird like the boat would be moving while we're mm-hmm. playing and we're on like a manufactured stage that's set up in like basically like the lobby of this this boat and you the, you start rocking on the stage and those stage pieces start moving a little bit kind of oh yeah boat moving so <laughs> it was How interesting is- how does a like a cruise tour work? Are you playing ev- like all the time, or is it one? You, everyone plays once, or what is that? Everybody played f- a few sets, like everybody from from the small bands to the big bands. So you know, you got the chance to watch Descendants twice. You got the san- chance to see Flogging Molly a couple times. Oh, nice! A couple times. So everybody, us included, had multiple sets. Um, it was monday through like third friday morning and so there was music monday tuesday wednesday thursday mm-hmm. and it was pretty packed they had a handful of stages it felt like a like a festival that has you know your your different yeah vibe for different stages so you'd have something that's a little bit more folk punky on on one stage you have something that's a little bit more like irish folk on another stage and then you'd have you'd have your just traditional punk bands and something for everyone 
yeah man it, it was a lot of fun you get to meet that's a lot, cool a lot of cool people you get to rub elbows with a lot of your your like musical heroes and stuff like that because instead of like a show where it's like one night you're there one night one afternoon where hopefully you get to catch that person you're like in the same lounge with them for a week straight and you're so, literally on the cruise like yeah exactly. you're, not, you're not going to the show and then going going to the taco shop after it's whatever it's like you're stuck on the boat for how, however long the cruise is. Or we're, we're all going back to the same buffet after this. You know, we're all going to sit yeah. and hang out. And like, so you, you get to make these friends or at least these acquaintances that, you know, it's like a constant pinch me moment. It's like, oh my God, I just talked to this person and this person, mm-hmm. about my right. you know, and I, this person watched us. Like it was, it's really cool. It's a really fun time. What an experience. I mean, like I said, like uh, to me, your thing's like fairly new although all of you are veterans in the music <laughs> in music. Um, I know that, I mean, obviously you have a, a, a what is it? A semi, let's, let's be honest, semi celebrity in the band with Steve Caballero. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is that, is that been interesting or weird or like, uh, you know, I don't know, because do you take away his skateboardmanship because he's playing music or how does <laughs> what's the <laughs> dynamic with Steve there? Well, Steve's always been playing music. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. His history is like, you know, he was he was a pro before he was a teenager. And so yeah. in that, one of the things that he found that he, that he really resonated with was music. So like he's been playing punk since the since the early 80s playing. Yeah, totally. He's had a history of playing music. And as you mentioned, like there's some people where Steve is is the legend he is, and then in other circles, people just it, you know they may not know him. He, he's he, it's not the same, um, you know, it's not the same all the way across the board mm-hmm. with with each person. So we find that we get pretty used to our buddy Steve, and like he's just he's just one of our one of our friends and one of yeah. the dudes that we get to spend our time with and, and hang out with and. Um, but then you know then we do a skate event and you know he signs autographs on things and he's got a line for three hours and you're like oh yeah i am around somebody who's this like skateboarding royalty and yeah i think i think is is somebody like steve who's a creative that's that's and and you know you'll hear him in a lot of interviews talk about it between his art and his music and his his uh his skateboarding or what whatever he's doing in his day-to-day is something that's creative something that takes independence something that takes a drive that isn't just going to be a you know a nine-to-five job to work at so definitely all in all he's just you know he's just a workhorse and he's just one of us to, to the group and he rides in the, you know we ride in the same cars together we sleep in the same hotels together you know we just spent a week what? And then, he's not skating to each event skating. you know he skateboards <laughs> with us <laughs> yeah yeah it's always the talk but um <laughs> he's um he's somewhat of an inspiration in a sense because he's he's like i said sims he's he's a celebrity he's famous he's a legend um but he's like humble and nice and yeah. relatable and uh you know I see. I saw him take a bunch of pictures at Soma when you guys played with Pennywise. You know, like he was the star of the show, really at uh, in the crowd, on, on the crowd in the lobby at Soma. Like he had his own surrounding, um, yeah. but he doesn't care really. He's like, hey, yeah, sure, whatever. Like everybody's welcome, blah blah. And he's somewhat. Is he like a spiritual guru? He's like pretty in touch with his spirituality, right? He is in touch with the spirituality. Um, yeah. So he know. it shines forth. I think like um, yeah. He. 
it, it he doesn't he doesn't show that he's he's super pro at it. like he's like just so just down to earth i guess very he's he's and it's you know when this started this band started um tim and i were texting the singer and tim goes oh yeah i think i got steve cab to play bass with us and <laughs> i know who steve cab is and i'm like yeah right dude okay sure whatever i had never met tim um you know i i don't know these people i had just gotten his number from a friend and so it's like sure whatever dude and so the first time we jam sure enough steve cab shows up and it's like okay it's happening cool. oh so, so you didn't you didn't know uh, tim or chad um i had known chad from skipjack uh, a couple mm-hmm. of my other bands had played with him but uh never tim okay it, it's it's weird being in this in this scene and being in it for so long and then meeting <laughs> somebody so yeah. recently that's kind of shared a lot of the, the same time that i have so uh but yeah so steve's been i mean he, it's a huge blessing to know him and to have him uh obviously he's been around and in this industry for 30 plus years so in music in music and in skateboarding and, and in just yeah. this world so so we do get a lot of um really rad opportunities um that that you know i don't know if would have come as early with without steve and and you know we're, we're very appreciative of of those opportunities to be mm-hmm. yeah it's, i'm sure it's definitely helping your um yeah, mu- sure. musical yeah i mean pushing that forward like faster like even like for example getting signed even too like i'm sure I don't know if that was because of him or because the music is also good because the record's good. You know, all the songs are good. You guys all play well on the record. Right. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, how did, how did you get onto like, you know, were you like, Hey, let's put out a record and shop it out. Or are we already looking at cyber tracks? El Jefe's label. This year has been the craziest whirlwind since January of 2021 mm-hmm. um, through till now, even, even right now. It, and, and the reason I say that is we had been jamming as a three piece. Steve was playing bass. He moved over um, around December of 2020 to, um, to guitar. He told Tim, hey, I, I want to play guitar. And so Chad had been kind of in Tim's ear a little bit here and there going, hey, man, you know, and Tim had had these demos and the demos were, were songs that are on the album and they, they sounded, they sounded great. And Chad was going, this would sound a lot better with two guitars. Like this just would sound, there's, there's too many things where the leads wouldn't be, would, wouldn't be serviced enough without another guitar behind it, that kind of thing. So Mm he had been kind of like putting it in his ear, like, Hey, if it ever comes up, you know, just let me know. And so, when Steve's like, I want to go to guitar, Tim's like, I got a guy. So he calls up Chad and Chad, Chad's in. And we've always put a lot of practice time in. So this was at a point when we were just renting hourly. So we would rent like three, two to three hours at, at least every time. And so we had Chad into practice and one, one three hour practice with him. We finished, he goes, I sent the demos over to Hefe and Jen at Cybertracks and they <laughs> like it. They're interested in talking with us. And I was like, Okay, cool. Sure. I've always I've had this like little bit of skepticism with all this stuff. Like, yeah, all right, sure, whatever. Like Tim and Chad go up there and talk with them. And basically they're like, okay, let's let's roll. We had a phone call a week later as a band, um, like a Zoom call with with everybody. And and that was that. And 
Jen's going, you guys got like 20 songs in the bank ready to go, right? We're like, sure, yes. So we, <laughs> we had maybe six at the time. Oh. You know, we, we had had a handful. And I mean, we were in new band phase. Like, yeah. if Chad hadn't dropped that in our lap that afternoon, we or hadn't reached out to them when he did, we very possibly could still be talking about writing an album or finishing an album or recording an album and getting it out. But sure. yeah, it, it put this like huge pressure on us because it was like, okay, you got this. Here's a date. I just booked the studio time for you. So oh. we had like two months to like maybe, maybe 10 weeks to write the album. Mm-hmm. And so we were at like a militant practice schedule. We're in our practice. We got a, we had a monthly lockout. We were in there twice a week, um, you know, three, four hours at a time, just going. And so we basically wrote all the way up until the day we went in. Mm-hmm. We had a rehearsal day um, and a couple pre-production days where a producer came down and kind of gave us notes on some things. And we got it was into Cameron, right? Yeah, Cameron Webb and Cameron it was instrumental and the legend. Absolute legend. I mean, the the resume speaks for itself. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, in his studio and looking at all the we'll say memorabilia of stuff, everything from Did like, you Tay, tell me a secret. Did you steal anything from the studio? I didn't steal <laughs> I, I've got too much respect for Cameron to steal anything. All this stuff is like too cool. Right. Like, yeah. he's, got, he's got a tenacious D um little thing that's a a script that k-rock wanted them to do and they didn't like the script so they like rewrote it and like redlined the whole script so he's got these two like tenacious d scripts that, nice. that are there right next to his kelly clarkson grammy by the way you know so <laughs> <laughs> it's legend it's it's really cool but yeah yeah the point of it being we went in there with like a framework of of a lot of these songs mm-hmm. and ideas of how we have we would have written them and he came in and you know he did his job extremely well and 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 helped drive that ship and 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 get us to a place to what to the end goal of what we got and mm-hmm. this is this is one of the first things that i've done in my musical career when i listen to it it's like oh cool like i'm happy with everything that i did everything that came out of it rather than listening back and i'm sure you've had them where you, where you finish something you listen back six months later and you're like up i hear that pot i hear, hear that flub. yeah of course yeah I still and do it on all my records. It's it's one of those things now where I'm I'm extremely proud of of what came out of that, and it was like writing on the fly. Hey, I've got an idea for this. Why don't we try this? Why don't we do this? So it stretched me as as a drummer in the like three days that I was there working with him more than I've been stretched in a long time. And really, it it made it you know it made a big difference in in just little tiny things in in the, like the dynamics of how I play. Mm-hmm. things like that stuff that's in my mind all the time now when i'm playing live yeah. and that, that make a huge difference in the way your drums sound and he i i can't thank cameron enough for the time that we spent with him and just like the friendship that we've been able to build over this last year with him because so rad he it's almost like he became a fifth member of the band in that month that we spent with him and i only i spent my three days and then came back and visited once so those other guys got put through the ringer 10 times <laughs> yeah but and I felt like I just got wrung out on those on those days that I was doing it. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, it sounds good. Um, the record's good. I mean, especially for a first record. Are you kidding me? That's like huge to get Cameron and 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 Jim to sing and Toby to sing. Um, 
because there are other guest appearances that maybe there's secret ones on there that I don't know about, but like, those are, that's all big stuff for like a first right. record. And, um, was, did you get those guest appearances like through Cybertracks or they just, Steve knew them or what, how did he? Steve knew him, um, you know, and Steve tells a story like he, I think he played guitar on an H2O song or was in a music video with him. Yeah, so he, yeah. Because Toby owed me one. <laughs> so uh, he called up Toby and, and Toby came down and, and did the track um, Avalanches with us and mm-hmm. um, did a great job on it. It was one of the first things I think he had recorded in, in a handful of years. So yeah, yeah. Killed that. And then same thing with Steve, uh, Jim. He just kind of, Steve reached out, was like, would you be interested? And he and um, Jim and Steve have known each other for, for quite a long time. Yeah. You know, through Warp Tour and, and totally. those kinds of events, things like that. Jim's like, hell yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like done. And so, yeah. um, you know, Jim, Jim just recorded, uh, recorded his parts at his home studio. And oh, really? Yeah. That's uh, cool. So both, both very generous. But, and you those know, are, those are both good songs too. Very good songs. Those are good songs. <laughs> it's, you know, going back to Steve, he's, very humble but he's also okay with you know i it's it's always good to ask you never it, worst thing they could say is no or that mm-hmm. it's not gonna work and mm-hmm. you know if you just ask and you're not a dick about it and you're a good person he is a good person yeah never hurts he's so and you you also like to cook too right yes very much yeah. so what's your favorite thing to cook um uh, it, it bounces all over the place i love to do i love cooking bread um i've been doing that for ah. five six years and um i love a good barbecue a good smoke um i just i just like cooking and prepping and you know using my hands to do that and it's it's similar to music where you can see a, a pretty immediate reaction you know so yeah. it's very selfishly driven but it's, yeah, it's, no, it's true you get that you get that um that feedback right away and um i i just love to entertain and provide and and cooking is something to where I, it feels like music where i can i can have Make my something. own style i can be my own person with it but um yeah dude i i mean i just love being in the kitchen love cooking that's uh so can you pair do some food pairings now can we talk about some food and music pairings with sure <laughs> <laughs> with urethane um so like when I do the food and music pairings, I'm trying to conjure up something or I'm trying to drill into something that's already in your psyche. Like you have this experience or you have this memory of something maybe either delicious that you had as a kid or something terrible that you had as a kid, maybe even. And then, or you had this musical experience and you know, you were out with your dad or your mom at like Dairy Queen and you guys were eating blizzards and the song comes on the radio and it's like, <clears throat> you know, whatever. ACDC, I don't know. And then you'll always remember those two things together. You know, that's kind of how it works. Um, has there been any experiences in your life where you've already had that kind of food and music pairing like that? Or would you be able to think of something that you would pair like your favorite urethane song with food wise or drink wise, you know? It hmm. makes me think, you know, the, the music that we write makes me think about being a kid and mm-hmm. listening, driving in a car real fast, Slurpees you know, popsicles, stuff like that in the summer in Southern California. Sweet. Is this like Carlsbad Beach? Yeah, exactly. You get older, like a, a California burrito or a, a bean cheese and rice from Lola's downtown in Carlsbad. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I think I think a lot of it kind of comes from from my upbringing. 
Okay. You like Mexican food, you know, your Mexican food, once you get older, like uh, a nice light beer <laughs> kind of thing like that on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Lime kind of, kind of thing, little like citrus pairings. Like, you know, we come from South, Southern California where things can be really bold and, and really kind of in your face. So like some good spice, you know, those kinds of things. 100%. Yes. Are you Sessies or Lola's crew? Lola's all day. Lola's all day. This is for this is hyper local, you guys. Carlsbad, <laughs> Carlsbad Mexican food shit. Like, no senior grubbies for you. No. Um, here and there, but I mean, Lola's all day. Okay. I, I go there to, on high school lunches. I've been going there ever since. It you can't beat like five generations of family running that place, and uh, yeah, Lola's all day. Totally. I mean, so. For those of you that don't know San Diego very well, it's like we have some very diehard Mexican shop taco taqueria fans, and they will say the other one is shit, and this one is golden, uh, vice versa. You know, and they're kind of all making the same thing, but you know, knowing what you know is about music or chefing, everything is a little bit different depending on who's making it. Exactly. Even a flour tortilla, even beans, and I judge restaurants oftentimes by their simplest ingredients. Like, because it should be the simplest. Those should be the ones. If you can't make beans the right way, I hate you. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I will never go to your place again if you, your beans are terrible. So I, I, mean, I mean, I like to ruffle feathers by saying I don't like sombrero because I don't like their beans. Yep. They might have good other stuff. I don't know because I judged them by their beans. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just go to all the other places that are actually good because I can start with their beans and their rice and their tortillas and then go up from there. Right. So it's kind of like that with music. It's kind of like a, a music pairing already because a lot of people will judge a band by a song or two. Yep. Right. Um, so. A lot of people, at least when I was started buying CDs and cassettes, I was saying I was buying it by, I was literally judging a book by its cover. I was buying stuff because of the art sometimes, you know, and, and the then you get, then you open it and you listen to it. You're like, okay, the art is better than the music <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> The music was way better than I thought it was going to be because, you know, the cover was not good or whatever, but that's just, that's just dumb music fan stuff. But it's, exactly. but it's, it's true that it happens, you know, sometimes you get the whole package. The cover art is awesome. The the band does an awesome live show. Then you buy their music and the music is awesome on the CD. So um, it's that way. It can be that way. Hey, when you're in the kitchen making bread, mm -hmm. do you listen to propaganda who will help me bake this bread? <laughs> is that uh my my at home listening varies quite a bit um okay. you know it's so depending on time of day or or what's what's been going on my mood it's it's all over the place so uh, punk a lot a lot of skate punk a lot of stuff like that um okay you know i really like the um none more blacks and um menzingers and stuff along those lines uh quite a bit new jersey um, pennsylvania sound yeah, yeah, totally. I really, really like that stuff. Um, Maybe slower tempo punk. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, You're listen, old. Just kidding. <laughs> real old. Um, still a lot of pop punk. You know, a lot, a lot of pop punk. I'm still listening to a lot of my, a lot of the pop punk bands I listened to growing up. Still, I still listen to a lot of um, MXPX and um, Sum 41 and Blink, Blink 182 and Green Day and stuff like that. You know, I'm still checking out a lot of that. Yep. That's definitely pop. The um, same albums, not as much of some of the newer stuff from some of those bands, but um, okay, yeah, you hit a you hit a bookend of kind of where bit. you. St <laughs> you know, and I, I I try I give them I, I give them all a shot, but I, I kind of feel like a when I was a kid where you get a, a rad single and then the rest yeah. of the album, like, 
So that's that's got that's it. Yeah. Deals. But um, lots of punk. Um, I really like classic rock and um, stuff like that, like 80s rock and 60s, 70s, stuff like that. Um, I'm a big fan of nice, nice, some nice, um, some nice cool jazz. If, if, if you know jazz, like, yep, really, it's Miles Davis, uh, like John mid, Coltrane. Yeah. Mid fifties, like mid sixties, mm-hmm. um, Bill Evans, John Coltrane, um, Duke Ellington, Miles, Miles Davis, that kind of stuff. Like all of the, all the big name ones, but, um, I had taken a, jazz history class as an elective at school recently and i had had like jazz drum classes and things like that in the past where it didn't really click and that was where it was like oh here catalog wise exactly the sound that you want from that music so mm-hmm. love a lot of that um i it's the mood whatever the mood strikes me some nice folk music there's a band um that i've been digging on for a while called lake street dive they're really rad um, lake street dive yep Okay. Uh, female fronted, but uh, they're just, they're, they're a rad band. Rad, really. You ever see the show uh, Somebody Feed Phil? No. They do the theme music for that. So if you, if you, is that a food that, show? It is a food show. Okay. I'll check it out. I think Somebody Feed Phil. Got it. That um, that's cool. Who's, what kind of jazz, who, which jazz drummer do you like kind of look up to or emulate when you're trying to get funky? <laughs> I'm 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 not a very good funky jazz drummer kind of guy but um <laughs> why know, is that what do you mean it's I'm I haven't put the work in to get coordinated enough to do it <laughs> uh, okay is that because um, your teacher was a punk teacher no and you know being an MI you you're you're immersed hmm. in a lot of that different style of music so oh. it's it's more the fact of where I've put my focus um in, in the last last probably like 15 years or so and mm-hmm. where I've, I've developed that talent something that i aspire to be better at and having that independence and having that um understanding of just time and space the way that jazz drummers do but um i just haven't put the time into it to be totally honest and okay it's it's a it's another yeah as you mentioned just like it's a different style of what you're oh yeah that's yeah. so I mean, I'm reading the Miles Davis um, kind of blue book right now. Um, it came with my deluxe copy or whatever, whatever. Um, but anyways, the book is super fascinating, you know, t- talking about the whole, just how they brought in different musicians and, you know, the whole document documentation of making the record, you know, right. and it's, it's one of the best, you know, records in general, but it's one of the best jazz records and influential and all that kind of stuff. But um he said it, he might not have made it the record if he, you know, didn't, there was no drums or whatever, something like that. Like, you know, he needed, he needed that to kind of finish writing some of the songs and stuff like that, you know, like it brought to it. I mean, it's, he's not, he's not a solo artist in it per se. And, and, you know, jazz is one of those things where it's very, um, it's, it's absolutely collaborative, but it's a very individual kind of thing as well, because. Yeah you know you as an individual bring so much style and so so much um so much influence to the what you're gonna have that end result be yeah but to his point like that kind of blue lineup is insane yep bill evans on piano you've got um john coltrane on sax you got jimmy cobb on the drums like i know are you kidding me (laughs) like (laughs) those are such heavyweights from that time that how could you not get that magic out of it and like 
you've got a whole album front to back with that one where some of those some of those people on their own maybe only get one song like that on each of their albums and they i mean yeah a great album love that one can't recommend it enough so the new urethane album is jazz we got yes. that out of the is, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first um <laughs> or or just do jazz covers of your current songs right um, <laughs> man no like yeah i mean i don't want to talk too much about miles davis so so we'll move on to more about <laughs> how did you how did you come up with dylan mcawesome what's that about oh i wish i had a cool story man i was working i i think <laughs> obviously new to instagram and i've always been a little full of myself a little arrogant and was mm-hmm. just like oh, i'm awesome we'll just do it like this and the name was free the name was was there and so okay <laughs> that's a good story we'll have to make yeah. something up um <laughs> no it, it works out like you know like you, you're I mean, you guys are doing awesome things. You're you're doing awesome things. The the figs taste awesome, so it's all there. It's all there. Um, what you. else? What what uh, what what's inspiring you these days? Um, you know, when you're if you're not playing drums or if you're you know not hanging out with your dogs, or your wife, like what else do you do? What else are you doing to to stay mentally fit? Um, you know, I I am like I have to do things. I mm-hmm. can't. Um, I can't just sit still. So totally, totally. I'm in a, I'm in a season of life of trying, you know, transition work-wise and just trying to, um, I'm trying to figure out what, what the next step is and Mm -hmm. kind of working some, some odd jobs right now and some smaller things to, to bridge the gap and kind of find the, the next best thing for me. But, um, you know, food is, food's a bigger, bigger thing in my life that's it's usually what keeps me busy outside of music and my wife and you know it sounds like there's not a lot going on for me but at the same time the music and my wife are, are focal points so yeah I, i'm food is is zen to me food is is time to yep yep separate and like focus on something and totally get something good get something done so <clears throat> a lot of food um Lots of bread, <laughs> Lots of whatever. Huh. I, I I think I I, I think I see a, a bright future for you. Um, it's, it's tough. Um, I think food's been good for my my ADHD. Yeah. Um, if I'm not doing music, I can definitely dive into that. Um, and it's been good to pick music to play while I'm doing something like baking bread or barbecuing or just whatever, making a menu. Even I think that it's good for people like us, creators, musicians. Like if we're not actually behind a drum kit or, I mean, I don't play drums, but, um, I get the feeling, um, if I'm not in the studio or whatever, even doing this podcast or whatever, it's like, I need to be, it, it's hard not to do something. It's hard to right. meditate or pray or do anything calming or centering or anything like that, that you do, whatever people do to, to not be moving, whatever the opposite of that is, I'm still learning that. And I've been doing this my whole life. So I think I, it's a, it is a long process, a process. It's, uh, uh, I mean, just even figure out how to not create or how to not be active and to rest and to just sit to, to be still. And <laughs> like, it's hard to, it's hard to, um, it's hard to not feel, I think, uh, it's hard to not feel, I guess, um, what's it called? not important but like it's hard to not feel like you're 
needed or like worthy of the world or something like that if you're not creating or adding to the world sometimes for me you know um so a lot of my comes from what i can produce you know not to get yeah not to get super super deep on these things but get deep i don't care you know the the what comes along with that need to create um comes with some some dark side to it too and oh yeah create some pretty heavy depression and um some pretty heavy anxiety and when i don't feel like i can bring something to the table i feel lesser than for myself Mm -hmm. puts me in a puts me in a spiral of that so that's it's a it's driven in this this need to have whether it's validation or just have something have focus on something Mm -hmm. it's for me it's really important to be able to keep moving to be able to have yes that's produced because otherwise i feel like what am i doing what what totally exactly yeah so it's i i I resonate a lot with what you're saying there and um you know i i definitely go through my seasons of really really just dark times and oh yeah helps me out of those times you know outside of seeking help with my wife and and you know the people that i trust around me reaching out for help that way but it's learning my rhythms and learning my triggers and learning to see what what puts me into those moods and puts mm-hmm. me in those, those kind of seasons and then learning okay what do what makes me happy what brings me joy what's what makes it so i forget about the world around me that's why music's so important that's why food's so important. It's one of those things where you can completely immerse yourself in a different world for two minutes, 20 minutes, two hours, whatever it is. Yeah. And come out the other side, just like, whoa, I went on a journey. <laughs> yeah. Hold this whole menu, whatever it is. And it's like, I went on this mental journey mm-hmm. that took me through some something pretty heavy and got me to just really think. And one of those people where it's a million miles a minute in my head. Yeah, totally. Thinking and working through and having all these, you know, non-existent possible scenarios going on and creating my own silly arguments in my head. And it gives me that time to go through those things. Even when I'm playing drums, there's a lot of times where I'm thinking about the struggle or the drama that's happening in life. Oh, yeah. And it's very meditative to where, like with drums, in the sense of meditating, you gotta focus on that. Like there's a certain place where you can be and be a little bit more autonomous with it, but you gotta focus on it. So mm-hmm. this up and then they go away and it's it's a one way to work through things to have something where you have to be focused exactly um that's what other people would say getting in the zone of what you're doing like whether it's uh songwriting menu building cooking drumming anything like that um for for the listeners who don't do cooking or songwriting or whatever but it's like you definitely get into this groove or the zone of productivity or also I'm I'm trying to figure out how to get into the zone of non-productivity, not just lazing around, laying in the hammock or whatever. It's like, what if I could just sit there and just kind of like stare and think, you know, but it doesn't yeah. really work like that. Cause I, when I sit down, I want to be putting on a record or, or reading a cookbook or, um, so well, maybe we can help each other figure that out, you know, um, <laughs> help me, Miles Davis. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, maybe you can just sit down and listen to some bomb pops or something. I don't know what it, whatever it takes to, I'm, and like I said, 
it's hard to figure it out. I'm still figuring it out. And I don't have like ADHD meds. Um, no. so I have to, I have to, you know, work around that and stuff like that. And, and mine's not like severe, severe, but it's just something I've had my whole life. So it's helped me in a lot of ways in with music, <laughs> it got yeah. me crazy on stage and, you know, all the stuff that I did with music, but like, yeah, I, I totally feel you, uh, with the, with the, the dark side of it or you know, the balance, it's the balance. So finding that balance and doing that thing you and i need you should get together and like maybe cook some stuff and you know write some songs or cook some or do both write some yeah. songs and cook some stuff we'll call it cyber tracks no just kidding <laughs> um, hyper tracks there you um, go yeah um <laughs> totally let's do it yeah um i don't know so more on that but maybe maybe you can leave me with some like nuggets of wisdom from like your family or something you've learned along the way being being a new in, a, in this new band signing or marriage or anything anything you want to share with like what you've learned i know you said you're transitioning with work and you know you're good at you're good at certain things and you're figuring out certain things so what do we know what's what's smart you know stay true to yourself i think it's really important and i think one thing that that i find i found myself um kind of in a hole of working work in certain jobs and, and with certain people is you sacrifice yourself a lot for the greater good for, for a lot of things. And, mm-hmm. you know, with, if, if you surround yourself with the right people, the right supportive people, and you um, are confident enough to ask for help, even if you're not, just make sure you're asking for help. Mm-hmm. Whether that's just advice, whether that's physical help, whether that's teaching you how to do a new thing, a new process, you know, make sure you're, you're asking. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned earlier, worst case scenario is somebody says no, and it doesn't mean the door shut there. It just means it's shut with them for the time being. And yeah, so just be humble, ask for help, um, you know, be respectful, like be somebody that you'd be proud to introduce your, your grandparents to, not just your parents kind of thing. And <laughs> nice, yeah, because it's a totally different standard. You know what yeah. it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and really, like at the end of the day, we all go through some pretty heavy stuff. Um, we all have hills and valleys. There's 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 overabundance of of joy and happiness, and just the same amount of overabundance on on the on the bad end of it too. And hmm. um, you know. I think, I think a big thing to know is it's okay to not be, be okay. Ask yep. for help. Um, yep. for help, even if it's not, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling like shit right now. Can we talk about it? It's just, Hey, can I watch some TV with you? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I know for, for people who have those kinds of, um, and deal with those kinds of struggles, something like that, that's, that's all we need. So, yeah, smart. Just being a present for people yep. or for yourself or for, you know, <laughs> you know, be that for, for other people, but you know, <laughs> accountable, just like you said, and um, stay curious and figure out ways that you can bring value to your life in the mm-hmm. way that makes you happy and yeah. not for people. You know, again, I think going back to staying true, if you're happy and you're surrounded by the right people, those people will be happy for you rather than being bummed out that you're happy and not doing it for them. Those are some sage wisdom nuggets right there. Um, you're, 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 you're too smart for your age there. Um, <laughs> what, what about what, what's next for, so what's next for songwriting and urethane and new music and all that? Are you guys in the process of anything new with, uh, cyber tracks or is the next stuff going to be on cyber tracks or is it one off? 
How does that work? I think we're all too early to have all of it. This current one's a one-off, um, but we're I, we're still kind of in this cycle of this this first album. Um, okay. Yeah. We released in September, and you know, touring is just now starting to get back to a that's place true. Yeah. Levels, so there hasn't been a lot of opportunities to get on some decent tours or let alone have tours of your own that that aren't just a, a giant drain of the bank account and the resources and mm-hmm. you know possibly covid cancellations all of those things have been such major players yeah shows have come back so yeah uh, we're i mean as i mentioned earlier just a whirlwind we just were mm-hmm. it was like crazy um we're trying to write here and there, but we haven't gotten much done um, for the next album. There's a few ideas that have been kind of tossed around more recently, but ever I mean, ever since August when we started playing shows, we've been almost every weekend with a you know a few few weeks here and there um, that that are either a little heavier or a little little less. So um, shows coming up. We're heading out to Florida next week to play the Tampa Pro. Um, skate competition nice we play in may we play a um a cool thing at the pink motel up in la called uh shred fest with a bunch of rad bands like strung out mike delaley and implants and um good guys in black and then nice um we go back to florida in june for uh an event at kona skate park and we're going to do do that for a couple of days over a weekend. And then we play with Aquabats. Uh, we're playing locally. We're going to play at Booze Brothers in June. Shout out. So <laughs> that'll be fun. And that's then rad. At the end of July, we're heading out to Europe for two weeks. We're playing a couple of festivals out there. And oh, sick. Jamming, jamming two weeks in, two weeks strong on that one. And then we come home and, um, you know, there's, there's talks about other countries uh, at mm-hmm. the end of the year we're working on trying to get some some fall maybe early winter tours lined up as well but y'all are mad busy <laughs> i mean we're, we're it's it's it just it hasn't stopped and which has been we're really grateful for and it's sometimes you know to your point of like chilling out and smelling the roses a little bit sometimes we get these chances at these shows or these festivals that we've been playing to just mm-hmm. kind of like stand as a group or stand as one um you know as a pair with what one of the other dudes and just kind of take it in it's like this is insane yeah seeing what we were able to do this is insane that we're on this show like how in the world have we been able to do this and like yeah. how cool is how cool is this yeah, it's been a lot and it's been you're on a lot of rad shows i mean even i mean from that pennywise you know 30th anniversary show to uh, playing also their the five the Garden Amphitheater five night shows that yep. whatever and then Punk and Drublic Festival like you know like y'all are on some busy stuff dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean but it's hard to it's it's funny too because like like you said the album just came out in September so you are if I really stopped and thought about it that's like a lot you know so maybe it's yeah. maybe it's kind of cool and uh, what's it called you know provincial that you're on providential that you're on a um, a work hiatus in a, in a sense you know yeah. like you, you can do this crazy stuff and fulfill your destiny you know a little bit it's, it's to some degree it's a blessing in disguise right now um you mm-hmm. know i think it's, hey it's, usually it's, is blessings usually are it's usually a, <laughs> a shock you know for, for me and the family to kind of <laughs> this, but right right uh, where it's 
it's putting me in the mindset of being more entrepreneurial and figuring out ways to support my family mm -hmm. without worrying about PTO and um, HR departments and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really, generally speaking, this lifestyle, even if I'm you know clean as a whistle, doesn't really speak to to that world. Must mm -hmm. come behind it, and really stoked for those kinds of things. So sure. Well, I mean, let me know how I, if I can do anything to help or with that or whatever, yeah. man. Like Absolutely. it's a community, you know, like whether it's food or music or I just, I think they both build strong communities. Um, we can put on a skate demo and, you know, break some ankles and stuff or, <laughs> or just put, or just do some shows. Like, you know, my, my kitchen's right by Tony's half pipe, you know? And so I always see, I see Steve and Tony skating all the time. Um, we, we cater there sometimes or whatever, but like, um, I don't know. They're just, I know that everyone's kind of in the same area. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're all, we're all very close to each other. For sure. And I actually live, I live near, right near Chad. So we're, we're kind of literally all in the same area, but um, <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> like I, I'm by you and I'm by him at different times and by Steve, Tony. So um, yeah, give me, give me a, give me one last summation of like a, a food, a food or beverage pairing to go on today. So like you drink coffee, right? I love coffee. You love coffee. Are you addicted to coffee? Or are you a connoisseur? Um, or both a little of both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, what, what, what do you think would, what do you think is like a black coffee song? And what do you think is like a sweet ass cold brew coffee song? Okay. Are, are we talking in general? Or are we talking urethane pairings? Whatever you want. I'm thinking pair, pair one with urethane and pair one with something that we haven't talked about, maybe like hardcore metal or reggae. I don't know. So one thing about urethane is coffee is important <laughs> oh you guys are like the descendants <laughs> a little bit um there's always a starbucks run happening so okay and the majority of the coffee that we drink is black no sweetener no nothing oh black. okay so um i smell a song coming up about it because One of my favorite songs to play right now is the song that has um, Jim on it, Inheritance. That's, very catchy, very catchy that's song. A, that's a rad song. It's a lot of fun for me to play on drums. Why is that? Um, there's the, the chorus is, is a very polyrhythmic and, and I, I get to play fast. I get to play slow. I get to, I get to play dynamic on the song. It's just mm -hmm. got a lot of thing for me. And um you know, I, I do some back background vocals in um, on our live uh, sets as well. And it's oh just, yeah, he sings too. It's one that I get to do everything, and it's it's a rad song. And the parts run together so smoothly and and sound so rad. So that's that's my black coffee jam. A nice, really just tasty cup of black coffee. <laughs> morning wakes you up you get that nice build that goes into into that intro jams in you get that kind of plus 44 vibe and that that first little like oh deep cut deep cut straight into some some hard and then you know you finish your cup on that nice just kind of jamming out outro on it too so um real, real quick how do you make your coffee are you a drip coffee machine or you do special things like aeropress I or have an espresso machine so i'm usually drinking americanos every morning so oh, okay yeah I think uh, if I do black, I can do Americano or straight up espresso shots, but sometimes a cup of black coffee is a little too zany for me, too much. <laughs> it's, so it's that or a, or a French press. Um, Yummy. It's, I, I don't drink enough coffee to have a, a drip. <laughs> I do, no. but I do feel like I would let it sit for too long. And so, exactly. Uh, yeah. 
it's it's that and then when the when the wild hair strikes me i'll make some cold brew and have a picture of that for a week or so and just be real shaky for for those exactly couple. exactly uh, <laughs> yeah I, I i'm a yeah i love i love the espresso machine that thing has been a lifesaver for the last year or two that i've had it yep exactly um all right close me out with a sweet pairing a, like a sweet pairing. like a okay. sweet starbucksy kind of or or it's not a starbucks but Let's a sweeter see. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't you know, have to be your thing. No, no. You know, you know what's coming to mind right now is, mm-hmm. is chicks dig it, and um, chicks dig it. Very pop. Chicks, very, very pop. Um, very catchy. Very catchy, and and one song that's been coming up on my um, my a lot of my playlists on Spotify. I think the co- song's called Swedish Rap, and <laughs> it's just it's just, it's so poppy it's so it's so good it's so good. like so so either that or i'm a big pop music fan i love yep. my swifts and my weekend and stuff like that okay sweet one would be a good like blinding light by weekend you can't get away from that song, dude. Oh, it's like dude, guy's got like like two billion streams on it. He's like it's the reincarnation of like every kind of eighties R and B pop star like in one person, you know, like Michael Jackson and you know Prince and everything all together. Well, it's that, and then he's uh, got it all. The uh, Anderson- and he's a hardcore kid. He is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what's funny about it. I'm like waiting for this collaboration. Um, yes, him and Steve Aoki should uh, put put something together. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, There's secret hardcore kids. Yeah. Um, exactly. Well, but, yeah, chick, chicks dig it is a really good sweet sweet pairing, and I can see Blaney Light. Um, I am not going to play the weekend at the end of this show, but um, that, the, the weekend <laughs> is really good, um, catchy music for sure. Um, especially if he's writing it. If he if if these pop stars are writing their own music. It's really, then I have more respect for if there's 10 people writing for him or whatever, you know? Um, I mean, they make good songs, sure, but like somebody else is writing it. So that's kind of interesting to me. One of the, one of the first like real pop, like super poppy things that I got into recently was like the Taylor Swift albums when she had transitioned from like the country to the more like mainstream stuff. And it was just like blown away by the production and everything that she's doing with it. And I know she has, she's pretty instrumental in the writing of most Mm -hmm. of her music. So to your yeah. point, she comes, just... she, she comes up a lot on this podcast. It's funny. Cause you know, typically you think I'm talking about punk and metal and stuff like that, but like Taylor Swift comes up more than any other musician, maybe besides, you know, the people I'm talking to. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but, okay. Everybody let that inspire you today. Like <laughs> Taylor Swift, <laughs> fig trees and urethane. Um, <laughs> oh man. Well, this has been real. This has been fun. It's been real, real fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I definitely want to get together and do some cooking with some of your, your produce and we'll make that happen at Harvest Kitchen or wherever. Maybe we'll do a video in your driveway. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, We can have Steve skating in the background. (laughs) We can definitely make that happen. (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, Well, I will let you go and we'll chat offline. Sounds good. All right, bud. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Now, what am I good at? I can shred on the drums, and I'm a marketing whiz. And put all that together, what do you get? Um, I don't know, a band?
Well, yeah, it was a toss-up between Step Brothers and Predator for the movie quote. And it looks like Step Brothers won because he was playing the drums. And Dylan plays the drums. So thank you, Dylan, for talking to me. That was fun. I'm glad I got to learn a little bit more about your music history, some punk rock history in San Diego, and how much of a neighbor you are to Tony Hawk. <laughs> oh yeah. Anyways, here's a little, here's a fun little beat behind me here. Dylan is not playing on this one, but who knows? Maybe we'll do some collabs on music soon, because you know that's what I like to do. And collabs in the kitchen. Dylan supplies me with figs. Dylan has an incredible uh, citrus, a citrus factory in his backyard, if you will, citrus orchard. And also, he's a, a bread baker. You just if you follow him on Instagram at Dylan McAwesome, you can see some of his cooking stuff. And maybe I'll do some. I'll be able to do some demos with him in my kitchen because he lives very near my kitchen at Harvest Kitchen, where I'm the executive chef, where I make people's dreams come true one plate at a time. I made that up. It's kind of a tagline. We don't use it. We never use it at work, but I just say it all the time. Anyways, yeah. Um, I'm not going to talk too much longer. I'm going to end the show with some music by Urethane, his band that he plays in, right? And uh, I'm not, I didn't get the bomb pop stuff. I, I mean, I didn't get any music from the bomb pop stuff. If you want to find it, it's the stuff before they were signed to Fat Records. It's the very, some of their first releases that Dylan was on. And it sounds cool. sounds really cool. But if you get a chance, you got to check out the whole urethane record. Because um, like he said, legendary producer Cameron Webb did it. I'm going to play the song Inheritance but with Jim from Pennywise, also on vocals. Just got a kind of, kind of a cool vibe. It's also the one... That, um, he likes playing. So hey, we're you're gonna we're gonna end the show with inheritance by urethane. Before I go, I want to say thanks again for listening. Please share the show with a friend, and uh, lots more to come on the family cast. Be sure to subscribe if you're uh, wherever you're listening to. If you're on Instagram, I'm at the family cast. Um, my other stuff is just on Linktree, linktr.ee forward slash familycast. There's a link in the bio on Instagram page. You can find all the stuff like the YouTube channel, Grumpy Chef Knives, Code Famcast for SX Coffee Roasters, for Liquid Death. You can get, uh, yeah, just put in that code and you'll find some goodies, okay? You'll get some discounts and rub your hands together and wait for your stuff to come in the mail. All right. Uh, thanks again to uh, thanks again to uh, the core for the song in the beginning, and we're gonna go out with some urethane doing inheritance. All right, everybody. Until next time. Actually, stay tuned also because next week I have Russ Rankin, the singer of Good Riddance and Only Crime, on the show. So stay tuned for that. All right, everybody. Okay. Ciao, ciao.
What's up, fam? This is Rhythm, and you're listening to The Family Cast. Food and music is life, yes? <laughs> 